Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. The Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks tonight. The Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow. A couple tough ones for Edmonton. Anaheim a little bit banged up on defense. Here's what they rolled with today. They had Getzlaff with Sonny Milano, who was acquired yesterday in a trade for Devin Shore, and Ricard Raquel. Danton Heinen picked up in a salary dump uh, by the Boston Bruins, who got uh, Nick Ritchie. So Heinen with Henrique and Kiefer Sherwood. Who played at the University of Miami of Ohio? Sam Steele, Sherwood Park product, who this season, uh, what's he got? About 20 points. Had a huge 131 point season a couple of years ago for the Regina Pats. Sam Steele will center Mac Jones and Jakob Silverberg. And they just claimed Andrew Agazzino on waivers uh, from the Penguins. And he'll be with uh, Deloria, who got a two-year contract extension, hard-nosed tough guy, and Carter Rowney out of Grand Prairie, Alberta. On defense, again, no Fowler and Gabranson. Uh, their top pairing is Lindholm and Manson. Uh, then they got Larson with Michael Delzato, and they picked up uh, two defensemen in trades yesterday, and it looks like they're both going to play today. Christian Juice uh, and his father was Parajuice. Matt Irwin, the other pairing, and we expect to see Jonathan Gibson and uh, Jonathan Gibson in goal. Uh, John Gibson, who uh, is eight three and three with a two point five six goals against average, nine twenty three save percentage against Edmonton. The Oilers lit him up earlier this year, got six past him, and he's just five ten and three is Gibson with a three point two two goals against average, eight seventy nine save percentage. So that's the Oilers tonight. Mike Smith starts with Edmonton. And the two young guns, or the new guys in town, Athanasiu and Tyler Ennis, end up on the Oilers' top line with a guy named Connor McDavid. Brian has texted the show, and then we're going to get open to the phone lines, and uh, Brendan's got everything queued up. So 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Brian says, Bob, uh, not to be a smart aleck, but what makes McDavid the best player in the world? I'm comparing him to guys like Crosby, McKinnon, Ovechkin, or even Stamkos. Look at what Ovi's doing now at 34. Uh, P.S., uh, uh, says the texter, uh, 
Leon reminds me a lot of one um, one Alexander Ovechkin. There you go. Randy out of Brooks has just texted the show to say, Bob, Ken Holland and the whole coaching staff getting the results, which speaks of itself, considering how many others have struggled at that job. More texts. Another. This is James's text to show to say, Bob, after Sunday and Monday, there are two magicians in the Oilers organization. This texter goes on to say... One wears number 97 and does the magic on the ice. And the other wears the GM's hat and does the magic off the ice with the roster and the limited cap space. That comes to us from James. All right, let's open up to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotlines. 780-496-0063. Brendan, where are we going to drop the puck first? We're dropping the puck with Gord on line one. Gord, you're on with Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Gord, how are you? Oh, good. Good, very good. Yeah, I just wanted to comment about the trades that were that were made, and obviously we're in a situation here that probably the farm is is pretty leaned out here, and we and Ken had to pull the trigger on getting some some key players in here to make the make a run for the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs. I, I guess the only thing that I have to say is like probably a couple of these are going to be just rental guys this year, and and they might move on and. Uh, that's always a gamble by doing that, and I just wanted your thoughts about doing it. Well, I mean, they gave up, uh, you know, a, a fourth and a fifth to get those two rentals. When you look at the, the the Mike Green trade, I mean, Detroit ate half the money. They took back Brodziak's contract, uh, and it's a fourth that becomes a conditional third based on Edmonton's success. Uh, I think, the, you know, Mike Green could potentially be an option to be re-signed moving forward. Maybe the Oilers could use a veteran right-shot defenseman, depending upon how all the money works out. And in Tyler Ennis's case, um, he doesn't see this as a rental situation. He sees that this as, I come in here, I'm competing to get a job here with this organization next year. I believe if, I, I, and I'll have to ask Tyler this, um, at some point, but you get 14 goals and 33 points with Ottawa. Wouldn't Ottawa have looked at re-signing him? And, uh, you know, but I, I think that Ennis could be the type of guy that could get himself. The Oilers are going to need, and I don't mean to be disrespectful here, but a couple cheap players next year. And maybe Ennis could be one of those guys that comes in at around a million bucks or 800000 or something like that. I can tell you right now that Sam Gagne would be completely prepared to do that as well. So an opportunity for Ennis, who's a little bit quicker, uh, to, to make that happen. But time will tell. But it's, you know, that's the risk. Uh, but when you're not giving up a number one in rentals, when you're giving up fourth and fifths, I, I think most fans can live with that. Uh, and then in terms of Athanasio, the Oilers control them for two more years. And... Uh, I think they'll be able to get one of the second rounders back in a trade for yes and Paul Yarvey at some sets. Yeah. The, okay. The big, the big guy, he's in the hole there, sitting somewhere in Finland. Yeah, well, he's had a good year, uh, and it's unfortunate how it worked out. And you got to kind of wonder at this stage whether or not, had Ken Holland been here with Paul Yarvey, whether or not we might have a little bit different you know, scenario, because and I'll give you an example. I, it would not surprise me with Philip Roberg, who Edmonton took eighth. It would not surprise me if you do see him play here at Edmonton next year as a member of Sweden in the World Juniors. 
Okay, I, I I think he may end up staying in Shalaftia uh, for another year. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he's automatically down in Bakersfield next year. Again, Holland has a reputation of being a little bit slower developing guys. And Pugliarvi, you know, and the agent played a factor in that as well, Marcus Lato. But uh, anyways, we'll have to wait and see. Thanks for the call, okay? 780-496-0063. Brendan, where are we going next? We're going to John on line number two. We've got two Johns waiting. This John says he was converted from thinking that a fantasy may not have been a great pickup. Is that right, John? Yeah. Yeah, so... Why is Bob, that, John? I called a couple weeks ago. Hello? Yeah. And I, yeah, I was go ahead. Pretty, You're on, John. Yeah, sorry. I called a couple weeks ago, and I was pretty adamant about not wanting us to trade our first or second or any of our, you know, top-tier prospects. So yesterday, I was probably in the minority. I wasn't super excited about the Athanasiu uh, trade. But I have to say, after hearing Holland explaining it and talking about how he really felt like an obligation to do something for the team, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic now. I, uh, Yeah, he's kind of changed my mind on that. What about the overall breadth of the three moves that got made? And, you know, you talk about making an impact with, with your team. I mean, I'm going to guess for most of our listeners that Ken Holland did more than most people thought. Um, you know, are you, are you comfortable and happy with the fact that they, you know, they've, they've tried to increase the depth and uh, maybe the team speed up front? Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked this year if actually for this season, Ennis has more of an impact than Nathan OCU. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how he's, you know, you know, he didn't give up too much, but he's, you know, he's gone out and sent a message to the boys saying, you know, I do believe in you guys and let's take a run at it. Um, and I also oh. just wanted to say, oh, sorry? No, go ahead. Oh, I, just, uh, I just wanted to say it, it's really refreshing having a GM out there, you know, when you you can just hear the passion in his voice, and I like how he's open. Like he, there's nothing inclusive. He's not trying to withhold information. I, I just, it's just a nice contrast from the last regime, where, you know, it, you know, if you question the last regime, you're, you know, you kind of get put down. So, uh, I know you've mentioned that the roster has a much better vibe to it, but I'd like to ask you, since Holland's come aboard, like, can you notice a major difference in just the general attitude of the whole management and scouting staff? Um, well, everybody's got different personalities. Like, you know, when you travel with the team, and I, I'm on the, the charter with them and on the plane, I would say that Pichirelli probably gave me as much time as uh, any of the media that he would have talked to. Um, and I didn't always just agree with everything that happened. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, uh, you know, I... Put it this way. What I will say is I think Ken Holland um, is is a comfortable fit in Western Canada. He's from here. He gets it. I think he's recharged, you know what I mean, with the opportunity because of it. it and, and Ken's the type of guy, like I, I said this to Ken earlier, well, you know, Mike Illich was getting older and he wanted to win. And you guys, you know, maybe you should have made some changes a little bit earlier there and committed to rebuilding earlier. And he kind of looked at me. He's like, "Well, you know, that's not has nothing to do with Mike. Like, we we thought we could do this." And the one thing I'll say about Ken is he's admitted mistakes at times, and he's realistic in terms of you're not going to hit on every pick, or you're not going to right. And um, yeah. 
you know, uh, that said, I mean, Ken, just just take a look at what happened the first summer for the respective. So so Peter comes in, and one of the first trades he makes is the Griffin Reinhardt trade. Now I'm going to tell you right now that if Jim Playfair had worked with Griffin Reinhardt, maybe it would have been a different story than Jim Johnson. I don't know. You know, Jim Playfair seems to have a little bit more proactive approach, and uh, but Griff, but at the end of the day, the player is 75 percent responsible for his own development. And, you know, right now, Griffin Reinhardt's not even scoring in the KHL. Like, he's got two points in 35 games playing. Uh, he's playing for Cunlin Red Star. Like, like that's inexcusable for a fourth overall no. pick. But that that's the first move. That's the first big trade that Peter made. And contrast that with, I, I think, for the fans with Ken Holland, and I don't want to speak for the, like, some fans might disagree with me, but I think a lot of the fans got won over by Ken when he was able to flip uh, Lucic out of here and get James Neal back. Right, I think for a lot of the fans, that's when they started to. And in Peter's case, uh, you know, he made some hard decisions and some good decisions. And the guy that would be the first to tell you that he he did some good things would be Ken Holland. Like the Leon Drysaddle contract, for all the criticism that Peter received over it at the time, is looking pretty damn good right now. And look at look like who's got a better deal, Edmonton with Connor McDavid or Toronto with Austin Matthews? It's not even close. The order's got a so Peter did some good things there. They're just different personalities. I would tend to agree with you that they're you know Ken's a little bit more approachable. I think that's a fair assessment. Well, and and also like I've talked to you probably three times about the Reinhardt thing. I hated the trade the day it was made, but like let me give you a contrast there. You know, Peter didn't like to admit mistakes when Griffin Reinhardt got picked up on waiver or uh, the expansion draft there. Matheson had an interview with him, and he flat out said he wouldn't admit a mistake. He said, no, no, he's turned into the player we thought he'd be, and I'd, I would have done it again if it wasn't for the expansion draft. Like, this is Edmonton here. We're not stupid. And when you make a mistake, well, I mean, I'll tell you right I don't now, have respect I, for you then. I, I saw Griffin Reinhardt play in the Western Hockey League, and I thought there was a top four defenseman with him. So I may have been like, you know, I campaigned for Derek Ryan and I campaigned for Luke Phillip and I liked Brendan Gallagher in the 2010 draft. I was wrong on Mark McNeil in 2011 and I was wrong on Griffin Reinhardt in 2012. Like that's now I'm just a, I'm just a, a radio guy hosting a show that loves hockey and loves to talk about sports. Right. But, you know, and, and that's one thing like Scott Housen, I'm going to go all the way back to 2004, 2005, hosting a show called Oilers Now. OK. Or uh, at that time, co- uh, hosting uh, total, uh, yeah, total, total total sports. Sport. I had Scott. Yeah, I had Scott on the show, and we were talking about a guy named Jamie Wright that he signed that was supposed to help the Edmonton Roadrunners that year. And the guy was, it did not work out. And Scott said, and I, you know, and I was basically blaming the player. Well, you know, 75% of that's on the play. He goes, well, no, I signed him. I'm the one that believed in him, and it hasn't come to fruition. And I can tell you, I gained an immense amount of respect from Scott from that point forward. Like, and yeah. I think that that's, and, and you, the one thing that, you know, <laughs> Detroit's had a great history of drafting players until recent, like, it, it hasn't been perfect because it's an imperfect business. So, like Craig Button knows hockey, and he's he was a guy that was pretty bullish on Griffin Reinhardt, and I was pretty bullish seeing Griffin Reinhardt play in junior. I thought that he could play a top. I thought he could be a top four D man. I would yeah, say he, this: he, the Oilers, the Oilers right, current. Pardon me. I was just saying, 
That's one thing. All right, yeah, people were high on him in his draft class, but two years later, he was not trending well and analytically. And that is like you know, and, and, that that is, and that everybody is, knew that. That's fair. That's fair. And what I and what I would say to that is development plays a factor as well. And the Oilers, I think, are on the precipice of having a better developmental model. Look at how many players. So Yamamoto, the third time up, looked way better, right? The last, like he was, he looked like a, a star over the last. He's a big loss for Edmonton here over the next couple of weeks. He's yep. really helped this team out. Ethan Bear, his, you know, two years in the minors, he's looking like a player. Caleb Jones, the Oilers have a better developmental model now. And if that had been in place when Griffin was here or if Paul Yarby had gone down a similar. And maybe it's harder with fourth overall picks. That's the other thing we got to think about. It's easier to send a guy down when he's a late first-round pick or a second-round pick than when a guy's a top-five pick. I think that's a fair comment to make. So, yeah, maybe, hey, thanks but for the call. Okay, yeah, hey, take it. have a good one, Bob. Yep, seven eight zero four nine six. I did all the talking. I'm sorry. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob Craig says uh, Ken Holland comes across like a rancher or a farmer, like one of the uh, Sutters. Bob is Mike Green playing tonight? Yes, he is. Uh, Bob Connor Yamamoto injured says Norm. Is there a chance for a Zamboni driver? We'll get to this day in Oilers history, uh, but we're going to take one more call before we go to break. Where do you want to go here, Mr. Escott? All right, well, we've got uh, the other John has been waiting quite a while. He wants to talk about uh, pear juice. Is that correct, John? Oh, not really. I remember him when he was with the Red Wings, but uh, his kid's a player, I guess, now. But um, Bob, I want to say, I heard you say yesterday, maybe we could get a second and third for Pogliarvi at the draft. Um, I kind of yep. want to make a prediction. I think uh, I would probably ask two seconds, and I think uh, he's probably going to end up in Ottawa with the whole slew of picks I got, and uh, he's probably going to have a career uh, kind of sort of radic bonkish kind of slow comer hmm. but eventually turns into a bit of a player um bob the, the one thing i'm i'm just kind of sort of starting to wonder a little bit now about um austin matthews uh i i mean he's a great talent obviously no doubt there but like uh, like if there's a needle bob and it's in, and it goes to one side goes to the blood and guts jeremy ronick type of player or the kind of uh tin man pierre turgeon joe thornton ish uh side i mean are you in the middle or are you what side are you on here i say it's a little early on matthews uh your comments are a narrative that i occasionally hear from some people in that toronto market Mm -hmm. all i know is he's an elite finisher right like he can flat out finish like he's a goal scorer turgeon for me was a really good player but not a great player joe thornton is a great player but primarily a a playmaker And, and it's hard the other thing is it's hard to win it's really hard to win. Yeah, but uh, I don't think it's hard do, to see uh, Bob. I don't think it's hard to see a blood and guts. You know what I mean, hockey player over a guy who's uh, perimeter uh, sort of Danny Heatley-ish. Uh, you know what I mean, don't you? I mean, um, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, and that's you know, and that's he doesn't seem you know. There's something not right with the Leafs, but I'm wondering how much of that's the actual makeup of the team. And people, I mean, it's ironic because people were saying the same thing about some of the guys on the Oilers last year. So things can change. Like Toronto, Toronto's got zero physicality to line up. 
and they're they're a little bit undisciplined. And when they're down, they don't be able to, they don't be able to seem to dig themselves out of it. And if you're watching the Oilers this year, the Oilers can kind of stay in games because of guts. And I think part of that's been coaching. Like I, you know, if we, we talked about Ken Holland's trades. Maybe the biggest thing that Ken Holland did was hire an experienced coach. Dave, I mean, Dave Tippett's sitting with the number one power play, number two PK on a team that's had terrible PKs for years. Yeah. And he's got everybody in a defined role, and he finds a way of making... Like, the general manager makes his own staff feel inclusive, the scouts and that sort of thing. And then the coach makes his players feel inclusive. And I think that that's part and parcel of why they're a little bit better. And maybe that's not 100% taking place in Toronto where they've loaded up on soft skill. I got to go to break. Thanks for the call, okay, John. Thanks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You bet. It is 12.52 in Edmonton. You're listening to uh, 152. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Darnell Nurse working on the second power play unit today, along with Mike Green. Ethan Bear stays on the first unit. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza from the App Store. Uh, the Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza's Mediterranean Chicken. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, join Jalen Nye from 630 Chad. Spectacular tour of Iceland and Ireland this summer. It includes daily meals, sightseeing, and spectacular events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, what do you got? 1989, Craig Simpson pots a hat trick on home ice to lift the Oilers over the Blues, a score of 5-3. Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson had the other goals while Dave Brown, Jimmy Carson, and Essa Tikkanen all had two assists apiece. I wonder how many two assist games Dave Brown had in his career. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel again for trips to Austria, Iceland, Ireland, South Africa. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. We will have the uh, City Ford Faceoff Show at 6 p.m. tonight. Faceoff Show, or yeah, Faceoff Show at 6. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. Tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Brian Lott and David Staples and NHL insider John Shannon. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons. I will join you at 6.30 Edmonton time from the Honda Center. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.